Are you ready? This is Moffat on the Mic on the A1 Sports Network. Bow to the masters. Break it down! How you doing, everybody? And welcome to the Moffat on the Mic live radio show, courtesy of the A1 Sports Radio Network on Instagram Live. I am Craig Moffat, and alongside me, as always, is the founder, president, CEO, janitor, and... Uh, <laughs> Chief Cook and Bottle Washer of the A1 Sports Radio Network, the People's Producer, Mr. Chris Clem. What's going on, Craig? I love all those. I mean, you couldn't be more accurate with all those titles. I mean, Dude, it's on your, it's on your resume. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. uh, hey, listen, we got a lot to do. We're going to just do our usual one topic of the day. Um, anything goes. All opinions vary. All opinions mm. legal. All opinions matter. Please feel free to comment on our Instagram page. As of right now, on the live feed, if you have any questions about the draft, you could definitely hook us up, you know, with a question, and we'll be able to take care of it. So, Clem, obviously the big story going on in New York this weekend was the whole drama with Jamal Adams and the Jets. Yeah. I kind of knew it was going to get there eventually because it's just, like, I don't know who's to blame, nor do I really care at this point. To me, I, I, part of me thinks that Adams wants out of New York. That maybe he's just not happy that we're not focusing 100% of our attention yeah. on him. And I think at this point, Douglas is basically sitting there going, look, I got a draft to run, so I don't really have time for this crap. I'm like, we'll talk to you after the draft. I mean, because under the circumstances, and I did this on Friday afternoon when I did my Facebook Live show, you know, under the this is a very unique set of circumstances this year with the draft being a virtual draft. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, today they were already saying that it was – the mock draft was a complete disaster from like a virtual standpoint. Um, they didn't really go into, I didn't really get into the specifics. I didn't really see the specifics, but this is what we should be focused on right now as an organization. We can't really focus on Jamal Adams right now. Yeah. You know, the thing is he has no leverage. He has no leverage right now to stand on. He can hold out if he wants to, he will not hold out for the season. We already know that. And on top of that, the jets can franchise him for two more years. So He's not. He doesn't have a lot to stand on right now. I don't. I'm not saying don't pay him. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But I'm saying this is not a priority. It's just not right now. We got to get the draft done. Mm-hmm. Get our stuff together for the draft, and then we can start talking about Adams's contract extension. I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But I, I want. I just want to pay him now. Get it over with. Plus, I was talking even just talking about it earlier with a friend. If we, if we pay him now, it'll be cheaper than paying him next year or the year after. And that's true, and I, I don't disagree with that. You yeah. know, I don't disagree with that, but I'm saying, like, right now, we don't need the drama. Yeah. I don't care who leaked the story. I don't – that means nothing to me. Could have been the Jets, although I, I don't know. I don't know. If it was McCagden's group, maybe. If Douglas, I'm not 100 – I'm not so entirely sure about that. Right. I don't think Douglas wants to, you know, piss on Adams's parade at this point. But I also wouldn't be surprised because Adams is very temperamental. He's very over-emotional, if you want my honest opinion that maybe he wants to go to Dallas. Maybe he wants to go to another team. We, we have no idea. I just – I feel like I, I feel like what, what you said earlier, he he thinks of himself in a higher echelon than all, every other player. And the, the fact that the Jets aren't solely focused on him, like hmm. the Patriots were solely focused on Tom Brady or, yeah. the, or the Broncos were with uh, Peyton Manning or, or anything like that. We're not fully so focused on him being our star player. And he's got so we don't, he's the heart and soul of the team. But my yeah. point is, if you're going to be a freaking leader, you got to act like a leader. You can't, exactly. you can't put your stuff out there on social media that you're annoyed, you're frustrated, whatever it is. And I'm not saying he's doing that now, but he did that in the past. Yeah. Okay. You are the leader of the team. You're in the NFL. You should know by now this is a business. My, me personally, I love trades. I love them. Bring them. You know, if it comes <laughs> to the Jets, bring them. I don't have a problem with that. It was kind of funny because before we started, I was outside and I was on uh, my Twitter. I was on my Twitter page, and uh, Guido was going on and on about Ngakwe. You see, Ngakwe yeah. starting to stir the pot again with the Jaguars, and he's going. He's like, he tweets something like, "Well, I don't. Nobody should pay attention to this guy, you know, until he grows up or whatever." Now, here's my thing: if Yannick Ngakwe winds up on the Cowboys tomorrow, 
I guarantee that Mike Guido's doing a victory parade about it. Oh, absolutely. So spare absolutely. me the garbage. Spare me the crap. I don't want to hear it. Okay, because honestly, if Ngakwe was on the Jets tomorrow, I'd be ecstatic about having a pass. Oh, so, so would I. See, that's why I really don't complain about some of these players. I'm just yeah. like, because if they were on the, like, you know, these good players, like, if Tom Brady was on the Jets, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. I wouldn't complain at all. I hate Tom Brady, but I'm not going to complain Tom Brady's on the Jets at all. Ngakwe will definitely be traded by Thursday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Will Adams be traded by Thursday? I hope not. That really remains to be seen. I so really on the show not. today, I came across an article on the Jet Press, which is like a it's like one of the many blogs that are written by Jets writers and all yeah. that stuff. And they came across ten trade packages for Jamal Adams. Now this is yeah. what they're presenting. I don't know if the teams would go for this, but whatever. So by the way, um just a comment on just looking at one from uh, Griffin.ward, Pat's draft Tua. I could <laughs> totally see that happening on Thursday. It could happen. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Belichick always has something up his sleeve, man. See, I in some of the mock drafts I've done, I've had the Pats taking Justin Herbert. Like I have Herbert falling all the way to the Patriots. I don't feel. I don't the quarterbacks are going to be very tricky. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to make of them now. All of a sudden, you know, mock drafts for months were were having were mocking Tua to the Dolphins. Now all of a sudden, it's Herbert to the Dolphins. Yeah, You know, like it, now all of a sudden it's all changed with four days remaining before the draft. Right. And the thing was, today I was watching the CBS Sports mock draft show. And, you know, again, CBS Sports, I have to agree with you, man. They're the worst. They're so bad. It's They're so worst. bad. And Prisco is the worst. CBS, is, it's like you want to like them because, like, oh, they're a major thing. It's CBS. You want to pay attention to their stuff. But every time you look at it, I'm like, this sucks. This is terrible every time you look at it. So the jet in the mock draft that they did today, the Jets draft Jerry Judy, which okay. a logical pick, right? Yeah. So they go, oh, Crisco, what do you think? He goes, I give it a C. What do you give it a C for? I'm like, it's either going to be an offensive lineman or a receiver. So what yeah. does it matter? He goes, well, they could have had Andrew Thomas. I'm like, okay, all right, I get that part, but I'm saying like, doesn't give would, it a, make it a C. I don't understand yeah. if they drafted like. If they drafted a pass rusher or something maybe in the first round, if Isaiah Simmons wasn't there and they reached for a pass rusher, I can understand yeah. that part. But it's like if a receiver is what they need and they draft Jerry Judy, how do you grade it to see? See, draft grades are the worst. You cannot do draft. Draft grades are the – they're just pathetic. They're the worst. You're grading a pick right after it's made. Think about that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I came across this article for 10 – possible Jamal Adams trade packages. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eliminate a few right off the bat. Okay. There are a couple that are intriguing. First thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to eliminate a package that involves the Miami Dolphins. I will never trade Jamal Adams in the division. I don't care yeah. what you offer. I cannot do it. So this package was basically Miami's two first round picks, number 18 and 26 for Adams. Okay. So the Jets would wind up with three first round picks which is understandably yeah. an awesome move. Yeah. But I, this, this reason why I won't do this trade is because I will not trade Jamal Adams in the division. Yeah, you can't do Never it. in a million years would I trade him in the division. Can't do okay? it. The second one that I came across is to the Giants, which I will also not do. Mm -hmm. So basically the offer is the number four pick and Will Hernandez Ooh. for Jamal Adams. I like that. I like that, though. But do you – Okay. Do you want to trade Jamal Adams to the other locker room, though? See, I can't do that. Like, Can you imagine if he winds up winning uh, a Super Bowl with the Giants before us? I see. I, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I have to be picky about this. Like, that's a good trade, it but is. You, 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 you can't do it. You can't do it to the Giants. Okay. And then the last one is to the Bears. This one I'm going to eliminate because it does not include a first-round pick this year. I need a first-rounder this year. That's terrible. Yeah, no, right off the bat. No way. It is because, well, the thing is, the Bears don't have a first-rounder because of the Khalil Mack deal. Okay. That, that's why they – that's why. But the deal was two second-round picks, number 43 and 50, mm -hmm. and their first-round pick in 2021. No. No way. I couldn't do that because, listen, it's great to have three second-round picks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I need a first-rounder this year. Exactly. I need, two, I need at least two – I need a first-rounder and mine this year yeah um you know clem just fyi just keep on uh, keep an eye on the time okay i got you last time we did this on ig we almost, like we we didn't realize that it was like only an hour 
So, but I think we'll be okay. But just keep an eye on it. You know, sniffle, tap your finger. On, <laughs> okay. So here's the first one. This one I kind of like. It's not a bad pick. The Jets will send the number seven pick in the draft, which belongs to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Carolina, I'm sorry, the Jets receive the number seven pick. Mm-hmm. Carolina sends us their third round pick this year, which is number 69. Okay. Cornerback Dante Jackson, who I'm not really sure. I don't know who he is, really. I'm not really that familiar with him. He's if, pretty young now. Yeah, I, I, if I can remember who he is, he was a big prospect coming out of USC, I think, a, either a year ago or two years ago. Okay. He was, he was drafted either in the late first round or the second round. I don't remember. He, he he has a lot of potential there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't hate that pick. Now, think about it like this. You now you have pick number seven mm-hmm. and pick number 11 in the first round. You also now have three third-round picks to go with the second-rounder. Right. So it's not a bad trade. It's not. thing is, I don't feel like I'm getting enough, though. That's like my only issue with it. I feel like I need to get a better player than Dante Jackson. Well, it, it all it all yeah. I was gonna say it all depends on how you value Dante Jackson because yeah. if because if you value him high, then it's a good trade. But if you really if if you value him as like a like a third round draft pick, then it's not enough really. Now here's a guy I would take in that deal instead of Dante Jackson, Curtis Samuel. Yeah, giving him was- giving me Curtis Samuel. With a number seven pick and a third rounder, that might be a tempting deal. See, I, I like I that. Se- I like that seventh overall pick because then, then, then there's Dude, no. Imagine question. if we wind up. We can first of all with the seven, we can get the the lineman, right? Yeah. And in eleven, we could take either Judy or Lamb. Exactly. It, 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 it Samuel, works out. You're going to have Lamb, Curtis Samuel, Jamison Crowder, mm-hmm. and if he makes the team, maybe Doxon. But on top of that, you still have Vincent Smith, you still have Berrios, and you still have um, – I forgot the other guy's name. Yeah, Perryman, and too. Right? and Ryan Griffin. Yeah. Not a bad – not a bad – It's not – and I, I think they're going to – the Jets will draft another wide receiver in the later rounds, like either the second or third round, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, I think um, – you want my honest opinion, I think they're going to – two out of the first four picks need to be receivers. Yeah, that's what I need. I can't have. I cannot have. It has to be. You gotta. This is all about giving Darnold the weapons and protecting him. So yeah. if you take the eleven. If you take the eleven and you draft a lineman, I'm cool with it. Linemen to me are a safe pick. They're not a. They're not. You know, it's not a flashy pick. Of course, it's not the sexiest pick in the world, but it's safe. Yeah. Because you always want to get that big body blocking for your quarterback. So if you draft Andrew Thomas. Now it could be possible they could wind up with Mackay Beckton. Yeah, he's falling. He's falling now. This is what I hate. Like, I, I felt bad for the kid because, you know, teams are going to be so scared because he smoked – whether he smoked a little pot or whatever it was. You know, if Laramie Tunsil can have a gas mask on while doing – while smoking <laughs> weed, this, give this kid a break. Yeah. You know, make sure you, you know, tell him, like, listen – don't give us this BS. You know, I mean, the, the rules are going to be a little different now. I think they're going to be a little lax now with regards to, um, you know, substance abuse and all that stuff with regards to pot. Right. But I don't know, I don't know if, when that actually takes effect. So this is an interesting trade. This, this is something I would consider. It, I would it's, definitely think about it. But if I can find a way to get Curtis Samuel yeah. off of the Panthers, now that they have Robbie Anderson with DJ Moore, I would rather have Curtis Samuel. If I can get Curtis Samuel off the Panthers for this deal – um, I would consider it. I like it, but uh, it's so t- like it's so tough because it was even the same thing with the Mets. Like when they were talking about trading Degrom or Syndergaard, I'm like, I'd rather not trade them. But if they can, if whatever we get back can help the team in the future, I'm for it. Yeah, and I agree, and I think that's what it should be. And I think yeah. like, you know, the thing is, is that what a lot of people are getting mad at is you know they don't want to trade Jamal Adams, and I think Jamal Adams is a great player. I really yeah. do, but. You can't sit there and bitch and complain about how we have so many holes that need to be fixed this year. Because you know how Jet fans are, dude. You and I are both Jet fans. Okay? We want the playoffs. We want it now. We don't want to wait. You know, even though Douglas is his first time in free agency and his first time during the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay? We have, you know, we want to get to the playoffs. We're, we're tired of waiting. We're frustrated with waiting and all that stuff. So, in my opinion, you may have to, you know, pay the price 
you may have to roll the dice and trade arguably your best, you know, your best player on your team. Yeah. If it'll help you fill other needs, three third round picks could easily, you could package two of those and go back into the second round if you really wanted to. Yeah. You know, there's, the possibilities are endless. I mean, you can expect Douglas to trade down by Thursday. He's definitely going to trade down a little bit and do not be surprised if he trades down from 11. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, yeah. He just reminds me of Parcells. He knows that he needs to build it, and it's obvious that his whole strategy is to build this through the draft. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, so this next deal, after looking at it just now, I'm going to turn it down. I will present it to you, but I'm going to turn it down. The Jets get the number 12 pick, which belongs to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. A third rounder, which is number 80, and a, and a second rounder next year for Adams. Not, I don't know if I – I'm not crazy about this move. It's not my favorite. It's Yeah, it's not, not my – I definitely like that Panthers one better, but – The thing is, the Raiders don't have players I could sit here and say, I have to have this guy. Yeah. Okay, I can't think of a receiver. I mean, like Tyrell Williams, I would take. I like Tyrell Williams, you know. Yeah. But other than that, I don't really see anybody on the Raiders roster. Like, I have to have like now. Their tight end, maybe I forgot his name. Uh, oh, Garrett oh, Waller. Waller. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Okay. I I would take him, but they, they wouldn't they wouldn't give him up though. That's the thing. So I mean, now, the thing was now the Jets would be eleven and twelve, but you know what would be crazy, man? C.D. Lamb and Judy. Is that out of the realm of possibility? Oh, my God. Do you know how insane that would be that they wound up with Judy and Lamb? That would be insane. Oh, my God. So now that you think about it, it's not a bad pick. That's and the not, thing yeah. Is, you know, if that's what, I mean, right now, I, I would say the earliest Judy or Lamb go is nine to the Jags. Yeah. I don't think we're going any lower than that. And the Jags just released Marquise Lee today. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see the Jags going in on a wide receiver. You know, so that could also hurt the Jets. That could really kind of screw with the draft. I mean, you could wind up with CeeDee Lamb, and then you hope – I mean, the Browns aren't going to take a receiver. Yeah. But you got to be careful because the Browns may want to trade down. Denver might want a receiver. You know, Tampa may want the lineman you want, you know, to protect Brady. You know, there's a – I mean, there's a lot of possibilities right now. Right. So, imagine having 11 and 12, though. If the Jets were to get Lamb and Judy – it would be, or what about Rand, like Rugs or Judy and Rugs? My God, come on, bro! See what I mean? See all those people like right now that are sitting there going, "Oh, we shouldn't trade Jamal Adams." I mean, these are deals that could—they're possible. I'm not saying they'll definitely happen, or yeah. if the Raiders consider it. But you know, the Raiders are giving up a first-round pick this year to get Adams. Yeah, if we're trading Adams, we got to get a first-round pick this year. Doesn't yeah, you got to get a first-rounder this year. I completely agree with you. So. And you still have three third-round picks. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's not, a, it's not in the realm of possibility. Oh. See what I mean? See how, like, this is why I set this up today, Clem. Because oh. all those Jet fans that are sitting there going, oh, how dare you trade Jamal Adams? Screw that. I'd trade him in two seconds if the deal was right. That's what, that's what I, again, going back to when the Mets wanted to trade DeGrom and Syndergaard, like, I would have rather not have traded them because I love them both. But if I'm going to get X, Y, and Z players, and or even with Jamal Adams, if I'm going to get this pick and this pick and this guy, and it's going to lead to Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb or Andrew Thomas and Jerry Judy, whatever combination it could possibly be, I'll go for it. As much as I love Jamal Adams and don't want to see him go, I'll take that, though, as long as he, as long as he can get the Jets to the damn playoffs. Yeah. Oh. Now, listen, if it's a pass rusher, I'm always skeptical. But a safety – I can find a safety. I, I mean, find not as safety, good as yeah. Adams, but I could find one that's, you know, maybe not on the same level as Adams. I still think Adams is a little overrated, in my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he's good, but I think people put him in this Hall of Fame status already, and he ain't there yet. Sorry, but he's just not there yet. Like, not in my opinion, at least. But the last thing I need is more drama dragged out with this team, and, like, we really just don't need it right now. Right. And the thing is, I don't think – I think Douglas is a little bit more of a thick exterior than McCagnan. Mm-hmm. I think McCagna be rushing right away to get a deal done where I think that Douglas is starting to see the forest for the trees. And he's basically sitting there saying, look, I love having Jamal, but if it's going to be this thing where he's just going to be going on and on and complaining, I got to start thinking about my next move. And the thing is you need to ask Jamal Adams point blank 
do you want to be in New York? Yeah. You can't sit there. He's going to say exactly what he wants to say. He's going to sit there and say, I don't want to leave the Jets. I want to be part of the Jets and all that stuff. He needs to sit there. Douglas needs to ask him point blank, get a straightforward answer. Do you want to be a part of this team? If not, then we'll start looking into possible trade scenarios. Right. So, all right. So what do you think of that one? Yeah, I like it. Not, I, I didn't like it better than the Panthers deal, but I liked it. Okay. Here's the next one. This one I don't love. It's okay, but it's not it's not my all time like personal favorite. Mm. Adams to the Eagles. Okay. For the first round pick this year, number twenty one. So the Jets okay. would have eleven and twenty one. Okay. Number fifty three, second rounder. So now you have two twos and two ones. Okay. And Miles Sanders. I really like that one. Okay. Not a fan of it. I, I, I like Miles Sanders, but I feel like the Jets, we don't really need Miles Sanders. Miles, like, we have Le'Veon, so... They're going to draft a running back anyway. Exactly. So, we got to... I'm I'd okay rather... with not having Miles Sanders. Exactly. So, and the thing is, the Eagles don't really have receivers I want. Yeah. Like, I need a receiver, or I need a pass rusher. Exactly. If you could give me a pass rusher, like a Derek Barnett or something like that, that might be intriguing to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not in on this trade. I'm not crazy about it either. So you're not alone there. <laughs> All right, next one. This one is going to be an interesting one. Ready? Okay. Adams to the Browns. Oh, Jesus. For the number ten pick. Mm-hmm. And Beckham. No. Really. I don't want Beckham. You don't want I, Beckham. I don't want. If okay, if if the problem with Jamal is headaches. We're bringing in the number one head case in the NFL. I I do not want Odell on sure? this. Any, I don't want an Odell anywhere on this team at See, all. I'm not I, I'm not trading Jamal because of a headache. I mean, listen, I still think Jamal is a me first player, a hundred percent. Because last year during the season when he got all bent out of shape about Douglas talking to the Cowboys and all that stuff, he made his opinions publicly known. Right. And then proceeded to go on and on about how, well, they promised me this, and they promised my agent this, and they lied and everything. That you should never do. Sorry, but you just – you can't do that. Yeah. But, dude, imagine having – I mean, listen, I'm not a huge Beckham guy. But having Beckham with Darnold could be – to go with Crowder could be monster. I'd rather take Landry. I'd rather have Landry way over – Here's another crazy scenario, though, Clem. Imagine we have 10 and 11, and two of the four offensive linemen are still available. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if we wind up with Wirfs and, like, Thomas or some kind of combination of either Becton and Jedrick Wills? Or like, Beckton and oh gosh. It's, it's so crazy to think about this. Like, it could actually happen like this. Like, like because this, is, this is, isn't out of the – realm of possibility that Jamal Adams get traded and we get one of these high draft picks one. It's not. It's oh and then the get and then you can build and then you're and then you basically if you if the Jets were to get those two picks and you could draft the two linemen, O line is set. Mm-hmm. O line is set. You don't have to do any more work to it. It's done. Yeah. Oh tempting, right? It is tempting. I just don't I really don't like uh, Odell. Okay. I don't even think they would take him anyway. I think the contract has a lot to do with it, too. Beckham's owed a lot of money over the next few years. Yeah, we're already paying him. I think, maybe like kill the cap. I think it's going to kill the cap this year if they make that deal for Beckham. <laughs> All right. This one I'm not really that crazy about. Um, but basically, it's Adams to the Ravens mm-hmm. for number 28, mm-hmm. two second-round picks this year, number 55 and 60 Okay. for Adams. Now, see, I like the fact that we would get three. We would have three second round picks, three second rounders, and two first rounders. That's tough to pass up. Here's my question: Would you take out one of the second rounders if they would throw in Matt Judon? Mm. Would you prefer to have the second rounders? I might want the second rounders. I'd rather take the potential because if we're if we're gonna have two first rounders and the three second rounders, you, we're going to draft 
whatever t- uh, wide receivers we have. Like, say we'll draft. Number, here's the thing. Number 28 could wind up being a guy that you think is a high second-round pick that you can grab in the at the end of the first round. At, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, You could look at an the, offensive lineman like an Ezra Cleveland from Boise State or – even if you wanted to maybe beef up your linebacking core, Zach Bound from Wisconsin is a good, could be a quality pickoff. I mean, exactly. yeah, exactly. These are Fruies from Michigan is another lineman that you could possibly have. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, but at the same time, I would probably use that pick mm-hmm. on a receiver anyway. Really? Because listen, you need receivers, right? This is what everybody's complaining about. We the Sam doesn't have weapons and all that stuff. I think it's a little misleading, but I understand their their gripes. Yeah. You take alignment with number 11. Maybe you even trade down a little bit and get more picks. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now you have two first-rounders. You could have as many. If you, if you trade down in the first round at 11, you could wind up with, a, you could wind up with four second-round picks right. if the team wants to trade up that badly. Or you can easily come up with three third-rounders. So now you got two ones, three twos, and three threes. Think about that. Oh, Crazy, right? And if I'm at the bottom of the first round, I want what I think is the top receiver that I think is going to go in the second round that I may not get. Maybe it's Denzel Mims from Baylor. Maybe it's, uh, what's that guy's name? Justin Jefferson, if he falls that low. I don't know if he's going to fall that low. Right. I mean, think about it. I mean. Oh, See, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I, that would be. So... I'm totally leaving you speechless. I knew this was going to be a good idea today. God damn it. The whole point of this was to make you see that trading Jamal Adams is not a terrible idea. Oh, I know this is. Oh my gosh, man! I'm just imagining we get those. We get the. We get two wide receivers, a, a an offensive tackle, and then some pass rushers. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. It's perfect. It's like the perfect scenario. You know what? I'm all in on J- I'm. You know what? Trade Jamal Adams. I don't care. Now, there we go. See? If I could tur- <laughs> turn the founder against the Prez. Oh, my gosh, man. I have succeeded. Like, as much as I like Jamal Adams, if we're getting these kind of deals, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, listen, I don't know if these deals would actually go through. Yeah. But I think a team like the Ravens would totally make this trade. I, yeah, because they're, they're close. They're right yeah. there. They're right there. Imagine Paul Adams to a secondary with Marcus Peters. Exactly. I mean, didn't they sign somebody else this offseason? Didn't they acquire somebody else this offseason? Uh, kind of probably. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, they have one of the top defenses in the league. You have one of the top quarterbacks in the league in Lamar Jackson. You have a great running game. Your receivers are good. Ravens don't need a lot right now. Imagine putting Jamal Adams on that team. Exactly. To pair up with Marcus Peters. Exactly. It's 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 imagination heaven. Okay, man. See, this is why. That's why I do this. By the way, no one else out there knows what our topic is going to be tomorrow, but you and I both know. Yeah, that was wild. That was a wild thing I read. I was like, so we will not tell you what it is, but we want you to check in tomorrow, five o'clock. <laughs> we'll, do it, we'll do a five o'clock time. Again, if you're cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, as soon as it came to me this morning, I was like, this is God, this is a must. <laughs> like, that, that story was just fantastic. But we're going to leave it out there on a limb. And tomorrow, everybody who's watching us, check in because you're gonna have, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So, but, all right, next one. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here it is again. Another possible trade, okay? Mm-hmm. And it is, a, it is involving two fairly disgruntled players. One more disgruntled than the other one. <laughs> Ready? Ready. Adams to the Jags. Okay. For number nine. Okay. And Ngakwe. I'd do that. I would do that. That, that, that solves our pass rusher hole. And then we get no, and Ngakwe will sign. He'll sign a long-term deal with us. So that's... Exactly. And then we get the ninth overall pick plus our 11. So take, I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> I will take that. I would totally do it. I would do that trade. By far. I would do that trade, too. Wait, I would do that on. trade for nine in Ngakwe, sure. Because right now, if you think about it, Ngakwe's not going to get you anything because he's been 
teams know that you're desperate to trade them. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to get what you want for the guy. Yeah. But from there, trading him to another team and getting an all pro safety in return. The only problem is Adam's going to be miserable in Jacksonville. He probably wouldn't even sign with them. <laughs> I think that'd have to be some kind of commitment between him and Jacksonville to yeah. make it feel done. Because that is like, I'm sorry, that's NFL purgatory in my opinion. <laughs> okay, especially if they're going to be doing multiple games in London, you know, because they, they don't generate re much revenue in Jacksonville. Right. I can easily see that being NFL purgatory at this point. So number nine and Ngagwe, if you're at number nine, who are you taking? I think you got to take I, – I, see, if we're getting those two early first-round picks, I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas or Beckton and then wide receiver at 11 or vice versa, whichever way you want to do it. I like it. You got you to go, you go either way. And then you can – and if you want to go get with another wide receiver, you can get that in the second round, draft uh, the kid from Colorado. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, T. Higgins, oh, whoever, whoever you yeah, want. Yeah, T. Higgins from Clemson. Yeah. Um, LaVisca Chenault, I think is the yeah, him. But yeah, the only problem with him is that I don't like is he's injury. He's bad, some bad injuries. Mm -hmm. He's got a hip problem, kind of similar. Not not as bad as Tua, not nearly as bad as Tua. Mm -hmm. But um, he's had some hip, he's had some issues. Right. So, all right, here's the last one. You ready? I'm ready. Adams to the Cowboys for number 17. Mm -hmm. Third round pick number eighty-two, and Tyron Smith. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, do that. Here's why I don't think Jerry Jones is going to be all in on Adams the way you think. He's not going to be able to pay him. Yeah, and he can't pay him. He's already having problems with Dak. There's yeah. no what. And right now, no I way. think I think Dak is a priority. Yeah, I don't think that he is. I don't think that Adams would be a priority. So. Adams would basically be in the same boat right. that he already was in with the Jets right. by going to Dallas. He wants to go to Dallas. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushing for a trade to Dallas. Yeah. Okay? At the same time, he could wind up causing problems there because he's not getting paid. Exactly. And if he does that, Jerry Jones is caught between a rock and a hard place because he's already paid Zeke, he's already paid Amari Cooper, and he's got to pay Dak. Right. I don't personally think you have to pay Dak. Yeah, no, we've talked. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, I think you can get by with Cam or Jameis and draft a QB, right? And have that kid learn behind Jameis or Cam. I wouldn't waste my time with Dak. I don't know if Dak is. Part of me even thinks that Dallas has hit their peak with Dak. I I I just want to see what Dak can do with McCarthy, and then, like I said, if that if not if he if he can't do it with McCarthy, then I, you gotta try and move on. I think. But think about it. Now you have your tackle. You have Tyron Smith. You don't even necessarily have to draft a tackle now in the first round. Right. You can you can go 11, you could go with a receiver, whoever's left over. Right. 17, you can have a little fun with it. Maybe you trade down if somebody likes somebody. Mm -hmm. Maybe you – Maybe I mean, I don't know if there's an offensive lineman, I think, available at that point. Yeah, I think. Um, but a lot of them are pro more of them are projects. Like uh, I think one is uh, the kid from USC. I think Austin Jackson's his name. Yeah, he's there. He'll be there. The Josh Jones from Houston. Yeah. And those guys, from what I've read, are raw. They're not really, you know, they're not. I mean, they're you. You could they'll be good players, but they're going to need some work. Right. So that will allow you the opportunity to let to just let them learn. Right. You have Tyron Smith on one end. I would have Tyron Smith protecting Donald's blind side, of course. Put Fant on the other side. Right. Or Doga, whoever wins. But Fant is only here on a one-year deal, basically. When all of a sudden, done, he could be cut after this year. Yeah. You know? So, by next year, you can have a kid take over. You can have the whoever you drafted 17. Right. And the one thing I like at 17 is you could, you could probably get a pass rusher at 17, if we were to get if we were to get seventeen, I mean, you could look at uh, maybe like a guy like uh, Clavon uh, Chasen, the DN from uh, LSU. Uh, you can draft Zach Bond. There's a but there's options there for the Jets to do. Or even if you trade uh, Jamal Adams, you can get the safety from LSU, Grant uh, Del Delpit, or even uh, the kid from Alabama. I think. Yeah, McKinney. 
Bam, you can replace it right there. You know, that, and then the two, now I'm not saying those guys are going to be the same level as Jamal Adams, but you're going to replace you're replacing Jamal Adams with that. It's just it's like okay, that's that's a fine, that's fine, man. I'm okay with that. All right. See, I'm okay with this trade. I would do it. I would do, I would do the Panthers trade, this trade, and uh, the trade we just talked about before. I would do. Oh, the Ngakwe deal? I would do the Ngakwe yeah. deal. I would do the Dallas deal. I would do the Ravens deal. Mm-hmm. And I would do the uh, Panthers deal. But only if the Panthers give me Curtis Samuel. Yeah. I See, want I, Curtis Samuel. I, I, I'm fine with uh, Dante. I, I, I'm fine with rolling the dice on Dante Jackson as like a, like a two guy right now for the, if he were to get traded to us. But yeah, man. Uh, see, I'm all. I'm as much as I love Jamal Adams, as much as I really love him. I, I'm I'm fine with trading him if we if we can get things like this though. You know, if okay. we get if, if if we get dog shit for him, then I'm like, well, what the hell was the point of trading him? Like, totally fair. Here's my question: Before we started this show, how did you feel? I felt that I really would rather not trade Jamal Adams, but you know, real actually, like like really stress. Like really thinking about it and everything like that, I'm like, you know what? If these are the trades that we could potentially get, and we can get Andrew Thomas and Jerry Judy, and then go and get like two more second round picks and two more third round picks, I'm fine with that. Then, if that's but the think case, about it, right? First of all, you know Douglas is going to play hardball with Adams. Yeah. Any team that wants Adams is going to have to pay the price. He's mm-hmm. not going to take some BS deal just to get him off the team. That's not how it works. Exactly. He holds all the cards right now. Right. Okay. And the thing is, he can easily sell to teams. Well, listen, first of all, I could franchise him for two years and there's nothing he can do about it. Plus, I could pick up his fifth year option. So he's a Jet for three more years regardless. Right. So Adams holds no cards whatsoever, except just he can pull in Ngakwe and just go on Twitter and, you know, running his mouth the whole time. And that's fine. It's his prerogative. But again, right now, I have just given you deals from a – listen, these are not my trades. I'm going to quote the source. It came from the Jet Press. You know, it's a, it's actually a really good read. Definitely check it out. Some, some of the articles are a little far-fetched. I think but, I follow them on Instagram. They're pretty yeah. good. I like them. Read their stuff. Their stuff is awesome. I love reading their Jet stuff, especially when they do trades and all that stuff. I, I love all that. I'm a big fan of analyzing trades. But right now, before we started recording this or being live, you were not crazy about trading Jamal Adams. I was not. No, I was. Now that I've given you a taste of what could be on the table, now you're all in. Yeah. Now, now I'm I'm in on trading. I'm looking. As my, I said this one again, like I mentioned with trading Degrom and Syndergaard. I would rather not trade those guys because I know how good they are. I love them. They're the fa- They were the faces of the Mets, and I would. But if I knew if if we were trading to the Yankees, I knew we were getting and Duhar and all these other guys. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine with that. So if I know I'm going to get these picks and we're going to get Andrew Thomas, Jerry Judy, uh, Michael Pittman in the second round, and a bunch of other guys in, like with these picks, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. As long as, these one, as long as these one picks aren't busts, like the Jets normally try to draft. But I have a lot more confidence in Douglas – than I did in McCagnan. And listen, I was a McCagnan guy. You knew that. I told you. Yeah. That. You know, I liked McCagnan. I mean, I thought he made some ballsy moves during free agency. And the thing is, it wasn't that his first round picks were bad. It was those middle round picks that just crushed us. And that's what I think Douglas is trying to do. I think that's where he knows the foundation has to be built. Yeah. It's those second round picks, those third round picks, and those fourth round picks. Well, the Jets, those, the Jets, the Jets are just terrible at picking those yeah, day two guys. I mean, they've and been it, awful. I mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't just McCaffrey. Right now. It was Idzik, Shine. Uh, it was all. It was everyone. They're all off terrible. The top, off the top of your head, worst mid-round pick over the past five or six years for the Jets. Uh, well, I think it's got to be uh, Jakaya Polite, the guy who drafted last year. Third-round pick doesn't even make the team. Doesn't even yeah. make the team. Well, how terrible is that? And oh. the thing is, the guy I wanted. Remember, we were. I think we might have been talking about this. Or I've talked to a few other people, but Chase Winovich. Who I got drafted by the Patriots, mm-hmm. rookie year, five and a half sacks. Mad good, yeah. You know how good he's going to probably be next year now? A, one oh, year yeah. Belichick's defense? Oh, yeah. That was exactly the guy I wanted. And they drafted Polite, and he didn't even make the damn team. <laughs> I mean, the other the other pick you can argue is Christian Hackenberg. Oh, my you know? God. 
I mean, you wasted a second round pick because you basically got duped into thinking that he was going to be somebody sold you a, a pile of crap and you took it. And that's oh, it. That was so and the bad. thing is, the kid couldn't play. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have drafted Christian Hackenberg. If you like the guy, fine. But let it be someone else's problem. Don't draft yeah. him in the second round because you're afraid you might lose him. You know, like that. See, that's what I didn't I never understood about what the Jets do. Like they just make these really boneheaded picks, and they like you know, like last year, fourth round. Fourth round, I consider guys to be maybe not starters rookie year, but guys who can develop that will eventually become part of the future of the team. Exactly. You know? Because there's always a reason why a guy's a fourth round pick. Maybe they got hurt. Maybe they miss a little time. Maybe their combine numbers weren't great. Even though I think people take a little much into that, but like. They drafted a receiver. They drafted a tight end from last year. Oh yeah, Wesco. Yeah, and I'm not saying look, Wesco is not a pass catching tight end. He's a run blocker. That's what he's used for. Yeah, I think in four years at West Virginia, he only had like 25 catches. I mean, what is it? that's not a fourth round pick to me. And McCagney yeah, yeah. just always reaches for those picks. It makes no sense. Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm looking at their just the, their history right now. It's some of it is just so bad. Like it doesn't. Oh my god. But I, I, I will give McCagnin credit for drafting Blake Cashman and Bless Austin last year. Those mm-hmm. two guys were – I thought they were, were two solid picks. But I also think that this year, I think you're going to throw a lot at Bless Austin. Yeah. Prepared for it. It's risky to sit there and say, okay, we're good with Bless Austin. Because this is the stuff you did last year with Daryl Roberts. Yeah. You, you know, everybody thought you were perfect with Daryl Roberts, and Daryl Roberts turned out to be, you know, horrible. Yeah. And this year, what I'm hoping for is after the draft is over, the Jets bring in Logan Ryan, which they're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, having Logan Ryan and Pierre Desir on both sides, I'm more comfortable with. It's nothing against Bless Austin. I think Bless Austin was great. Yeah. You threw him out to the Wolves, and he responded. It might be a little unfair to expect him to really be that big factor going into his second year it's and again remember he's yeah. had a lot of injury problems the guy tears his it's acl tough. one time his career could be over it's tough yeah but yeah if the jets do bring in a guy like logan ryan you'd have logan ryan uh the guy from the colts that uh pierre to say uh brian we've got brian Poole, adams and yes. may author author Morlet and bless austin that's a so, that's a that's a good and they'll probably good draft, i course. think they'll draft somebody too they'll probably draft a corner as well yeah i think so too that's solid, though, if we get all that. All right, Clem, how much time do we have left? I think 15 minutes. All right, you want to do a parting shot? Look, I, I just – I just the, all I have to say is after all, you know, just talking about with the, the Jets trading Jamal – potentially trading Jamal Adams and seeing, like, what we could possibly get, I'm, I'm for it. I mean, but again, like, with the history of the Jets drafting, I'm just I, – I, I, I do have to be a little scared going into this because I'm just like – that's fair. Let's no matter who we get, even even <laughs> when we had, when we got Idzik, I was like, oh man, this is the guy who drafted the it's, Seahawks. I'm, oh, I'm all in on Idzik. It's not the first round pick I'm worried about. It's the the middle round picks. Yeah, those are the picks that worry me more than anything. But I expect Douglas to trade down. I would say two or three times during the draft, I think he's going to trade down. I think right. he's going to try to acquire as many picks as he can. And he's going to see what he what he's got to work with. I think yeah. it makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense to build that foundation now because it hasn't been built very well over the past couple of general managers. Mm-hmm. He comes from the Ravens background. Those are the types of things you want to see. You want a guy from a winning culture. Yeah. With the Eagles, they were winning. He won a, I, think he, I think he got a ring with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was part of their franchise at that point. He was with the Ravens under Ozzie Newsome which means he was also with the Ravens under Eric DaCosta. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are two, those are guys you learn from. You soak up all that knowledge by any means necessary. Exactly. So I'm excited about the draft. We should Thursday, we should do like one last show before the draft. Yeah. Maybe like two hours before. All right. We'll, do, down, we'll, yeah. try, we'll try to keep it busy. But as for me getting back to the draft, you know, the one team that just, the one team that just always never seems to make any sense to me are the New York Giants. So I don't know if you saw the news today, but apparently they're doing all their homework for some 
reason that I cannot figure out on Justin Herbert. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, what? For the question, number one, if you're doing your, if you're putting it out there that you're doing homework on Justin Herbert, then everybody thinks you're full of crap because you're not going to draft Justin Herbert. Everybody yeah. knows that, okay. And if you're putting it out there that you that you're thinking about Justin Herbert, then you're an idiot because Daniel Jones was perfectly capable of handling it last year. Yeah, he, he as much as I don't want to give any Giants player any credit besides Saquon, Daniel Jones had a good season. Like for 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 a rookie, he had a good season. If Daniel Jones can just get the fumbles under control because he turns the ball over a little bit too much, but he's a rookie, yeah. and that comes with the learning curve. Exactly. But to sit there, and this is like you know typical Gettleman and whoever else putting it out there that, oh, yeah, they're doing all their work on Justin Herbert. First of all, you're not fooling anybody. You are not fooling anybody by trying to make it seem like you're going to draft Justin Herbert, so trade, give me a package so I can get out of four. Yeah. Okay? Because the Dolphins are just going to just sit at five and wait. Yeah. The Lions are probably not going to draft a QB, even though I'm on record as saying they should draft Tua. And so that leaves the Giants. Yeah. What are the Giants going to do? Now, look, the, the Lions could not necessarily surprise everybody, but they could draft Isaiah Simmons, mm-hmm. which puts the Giants in position to draft a tackle. But don't give me this bullshit that they're going to draft uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah. They're trying to entice teams and like to like try to trade up because it just doesn't – the fact that you're even entertaining this is a slap in the face of Daniel Jones. Exactly, yeah. What kind of – like, if I was Daniel Jones, I would feel I would feel hurt by the Giants. I would be like – you know, it's not, it's not like he was Josh Rosen where Josh Rosen – had a didn't have a good year with the Cardinals his first year. Daniel Jones had a good year with the Giants. Like it's just, it's a Daniel it's a slap in the face to Daniel Jones, and he honestly he doesn't deserve that. Right. And again, it just it just bothers me so much that these stories come out that make no sense. Right. And to me, Gettleman's run with the Giants has been so freaking hit or miss. Mm-hmm. He's been like so all over the place. He was he seems like he was much more focused in Carolina than he is in New York. Yeah, this seems all over the place, and I don't. I mean, are you really entertaining the possibility of drafting drafting Justin Herbert? Yeah, it doesn't make no sense. You're you're not fooling anybody. This is why, like the Giants, it just seems like Gettleman just is not running this. Doesn't make any sense the way he's running it. Right. And you can't constantly sit there and just try to entice a team to trade up to get him, because listen, the Chargers could easily make a deal with the Lions at the end of the day to get their quarterback. Right. The Dolphins can make a trade with the Lions to get their quarterback. Whichever team doesn't make the trade at that spot, they could easily sit there and say, all right, well, I'll just wait for the other guy to drop to me. Why do I need to? But at the same time, are the Chargers really that far off from competing? I'm not sure if they are. Yeah. I mean, they have a good defense. They have offensive weapons. You just have Tyrod. Tyrod is a, he's a question mark. He's a big question mark. The one thing you like about Tyrod is he doesn't turn the ball over, but the one thing you don't like about Tyrod is he's just not – he's not an elite passer. Yeah. You're going to need nowadays. Exactly. But leave it to the Giants to just do this crap. And it's, it's so stupid. Like, just – I don't get what they're thinking half the time by putting these stories out there that they're doing their homework on this and they're doing their – you know, they're doing work on their meeting with Justin Herbert or having interviews with Justin Herbert. Like, you sh- that's the last guy you should be meeting with. Exactly. <laughs> So, all right, well, listen, that's going to do it for us on the Moffat on the Mike show live on Instagram. Thank you for everybody for checking us out. Thank you for following us. Follow me on Instagram at Moffat on the Mike, Twitter at Moffat on the Mike, and my Facebook page as well. You can also follow the A1 Sports Radio Network uh, with, with Clem, either on Twitter, on Facebook, as well as on Instagram. Clem, thank you for taking 45 minutes out of your quarantine. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I yeah, really no, appreciate I had a real busy schedule today of uh, sleeping and doing nothing. Yeah, and that's why I don't ever get you a text message when I'm like, yeah, let's do a show. And you're like, yeah, I guess I could do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, yeah, I don't know if I, I'm a little busy. I'm like, doing what? <laughs> Working on the site. <laughs> so, But um, everybody, if you can, join us tomorrow. Clem and I will be back on Instagram Live topic to be determined but i guarantee you will not be disappointed so everyone wherever you are stay safe stay quarantined don't listen to those idiot protesters out there you know because that's just going to be a horror show that that is a recipe for disaster i I, I, yeah i heard i heard people are protesting protesting what because they think that their lives are being hamstrung but yet they don't realize that they don't even realize that they could be getting sick right now 
So while I understand, I'll leave it at this. How much time do we have left real quick? Like eight minutes. Eight minutes. I will leave it at this. You're eventually going to have to open the country. Totally get that. And yes. I'm okay with that. Okay. People will take the necessary precautions. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's going to be a little skittish now. They're not going to want to, you know, you know, high five their friends, shake hands with their friend. They're going to be nervous. It all comes with the territory. There's a growing pain that comes with it. It's an adjustment. That's what life is all about. It's a life. It's about adjustments, making changes on the fly. That being said, these people are protesting that they feel like their lives are being completely flipped upside down. The governors, by the way, not just Democrat governors, Republican governors are doing this too. Okay. They don't know what to expect right now. Yeah. They don't want to open anything up and then 150 people get sick. Exactly. And, and then you're right back to where you start. Exactly. And that's, uh, we've, uh, we've talked about this too. That's the problem with this, this coronavirus. No one knows anything about, about this. You know, we, we notice, and this is where I'm going to throw some shade at Trump. Okay. He's being a little sneaky because what he's telling people is it's the governor's decision at the end of the day to reopen their states and all that stuff. Yeah. But then behind their back, he's telling everybody to liberate and he's defending protesters and all that stuff. And yes, it is your God given right. Okay. But in this type of situation where you don't know Joe Schmo from this guy, yeah. you can't afford to take that risk. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, is that what he's doing is Trump, again, very sneaky. He's putting it on the governors. Then the governors feel like they're going to get pressure from their constituents or from their citizens, and they're going to open up the, con the state. And then people are going to get sick again. And then Trump's going to turn around and go, Hey, I never told him to open up the state. I said it was the governor's idea. Tell you, man, he's it's shady, to say the least. But I digress. I know you're a Trump guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna but again, this is you you can't this is just not a good time. It's like Yeah. When you just fear the unknown. Exactly. That's the hard part. All right, everyone, have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe. All that stuff. Clem, have a good night. I will talk you to too. you tomorrow. We'll be back here tomorrow night on Instagram. 5 p.m. Eastern, Moffat on the mic with, with another episode. Everybody, have a great rest of the evening, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow.